Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It is time to work on Labor Day. Welcome to TC Live at the U.S. Open, our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball in New York where the action keeps getting better and better at the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. We will talk to the namesake herself later in the show. That's right. Billie Jean joins us. Of course, all the big highlights and interviews. Plus, defending champion Dominic Team is back to break down today's big matchups. The players already arriving on site. Iga Sviantek, the only player to make the fourth round in all four majors this year. She'll take on Belinda Bencic first on Louis Armstrong today. Happy birthday, Layla Fernandez turns 19 today. Coming off wins against Naomi Osaka and Angie Kerber, having the tournament of her life. And Sasha Zverev riding a 14-match winning streak. Goes up against Yannick Sinner. First match on Arthur Ashe Stadium today. Come on in. Welcome to TC Live. Steve Weissman, the Hall of Famer, singles and doubles U.S. Open champion, Lindsey Davenport. From Sports Illustrated in 60 Minutes, John Wertheim. And the big story, two 18-year-olds getting wins yesterday. But today, that story is one 18-year-old and one 19-year-old. They grow up so fast, yeah. Lindsay. You think this is a dream come true birthday for Layla Fernandez? What an amazing run. And, and we'll obviously talk about it more in the show. But it's been so fun to get to know some of these players that the next generation, we've heard about them. We've watched them play a little bit in the juniors, transition to the pros, and then to have these really magical runs for so many of these players. It's just been an awesome part of the U.S. Open. Layla Fernandez, you're out of the club. We'll see if Emma Raducanu can now step up. But that, that's kind of in keeping with the rhythms of this tournament, which is every single day we say, what can the next day do to top it? And the next day says, hold my, you know, not my beer, hold my honey juice. It just gets better and better. So uh, big expectations today, including Emma. Two more years for Layla to be able to drink a honey juice in New York. All right, we begin with friends and foes, as in big foe, Francis Tiafoe taking on his friend Felix Auger-Aliassime. First meeting between these two under the lights, Arthur Ashe Stadium. The atmosphere, John, was electric. Middle weekend, night match, two young ascending players, one American, one from our neighbor to the north. Francis called for this match, and he brought it at least for the first hour. We should acknowledge, bit of an occasion, two black players playing in a match of, of this quality and of this sort of prominence, and this lived up to the billing. Francis really knows how to work the crowd, not do it obnoxiously, but using it to benefit his tennis, very nice first set. I want to compliment the woman to my right, who essentially laid out all the keys to this match, and they really came to fruition, Lindsay. Whoever served better was going to have a big advantage. 24 aces for Felix, only 10 for Francis. Look at that nice networking right there. And this is the critical time of the match. Late in the third set, it's a set apiece. There's a breaker. Francis actually has a set point to go up two sets to one. He doesn't convert. Felix does, and the air went out a little bit on Francis after that. A break by Felix and more really nifty work at the net. This is one of the few matches where the crowd 
the player they supported did not pull through. The crowd had a nice run, but this was Felix to close. Very nice win. Nice embrace at the end. Let's hear from both guys as we go inside the press room. To have, I think, also, yeah, new faces in tennis, uh, you know, on the stage. Um, of course, we have, we're playing on Archrash Stadium. Uh, he was uh, the pioneer. But now to have uh, kids like Francis and I, um, you know, stepping up and, and playing some good tennis, I really hope it, it inspires and I hope it sends a good message to, uh, to, to other, you know, young uh, players or kids uh, out there. When I'm out there playing, I feel like this is bigger than a tennis match. Like, when I lose, like, I mean, like, it, uh, it got me super emotional. I almost cried walking off court, not just even because of the loss. It's just the amount of love they showed, you know, me walking off the court, um, losing a tennis match. It's almost irrelevant sometimes with what the outcome is. Uh, a lot of love for both yeah, of these yeah. players in New York. Felix Ojealiasim, youngest to re reach back-to-back -back major quarterfinals since Juan Martín del Potro back in 2009. Lindsay, uh, what was the difference in this match for you? Gosh, it was it was hard watching because we like both of these players so much. But it seemed to me that Ojealiasim just almost came to life out there. He became a man, it seemed like, in that match in terms of his maturity. There were some really tense situations in that match, some close moments. And here is this, this boy we saw first play at the US Open when he was 15 years old, and now he's a man, and he's out there on these big points, handling them like a mature pro. And, and that was a huge difference to me. The serve held up. Mm. He was aggressive on the big points. My heart was broken for, for Francis. So, I mean, you could see how badly he wanted this. He knew this was a great opportunity. But the quality of tennis that these two men played was absolutely off the charts and fun to watch. Sometimes when, when friends and when there's this emotional undercurrent, it's to the detriment of the tennis. I thought last night it elevated the tennis. And also both players spoke about this. this we were foaming at the mouth from the beginning of the tournament with Federer here, Nadal not here, all these opportunities. They both knew that whoever win this match played either an 18-year-old or a qualifier. I think that was an element as well. You speak of the 18-year-old, let's get to it. His name, Carlos Alcaraz. 18-year-old from Spain, coming off the win of his life against Stefano Tsitsipas, facing Peter Goyavchek, John. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, because this had such a different tenor. The previous match, he's going for the upset, nothing to lose. He's playing the number three seed. This match, he was expected to win. He basically gave the first set away. He was up a break and then gave it away, and the qualifier stole it. And then, though, it was all... So, someone wrote to me, they said, this kid's got puppy energy, and I love that uh, for Alcaraz. We've been waiting for this. We've known about this kid for two years now. His father was a tennis trainer. This sort of... Uh, this emergence is a long time coming, and he's only 18, and we're getting it here at this event. The qualifier's legs were taken away from him a little bit. 18-year-old legs, much stronger. This last set was less a set of tennis than an exhibition. Uh, barely 20 minutes. Goyachev just had nothing left in him, and Alcaraz moving on, and this is really impressive, backing up that big upset with just sort of a routine professional win. Now into another round. Youngest U.S. Open quarterfinalist in the open era and the youngest at a major since Michael Chang at Roland Garros in 1990. He gets FAA next. And then you see Daniil Medvedev moving on at the bottom as well. So, one 18-year-old in the Elite Eight. In the women's side, Layla Fernandez would also get there, Lindsay. The Canadian coming off that big win against Naomi Osaka kept fighting against another former U.S. Open champ in Angie Kerber. Yeah, we're always curious how a young player will back up the biggest win of their career so far in the very next match. And for Layla Fernandez, doesn't get any easier facing Angelique Kerber. Kerber up a set and 4-2, and you think, okay, the veteran is 
going to close this out. And that is right when Fernandez got an extra shot of energy. This court was packed. It was raining on the ground. So every grounds pass holder trying to get into Louis Armstrong. And Layla Fernandez wowed them with her play, with her with her aggressive nature, her shot making. Have you ever seen an 18-year-old, now 19-year-old, use the crowd this well? She's not even from the United States, and she had them wrapped around her finger. Her forehand was sensational. She was more aggressive. She was inside that baseline, and Angelique Kerber just didn't know what to do at the end of this match. What a moment for Layla Fernandez. How about from a section of the draw that had Osaka, Stevens, Keys, Kerber, and Golf? It's the young Canadian that comes through. The match was incredible. Uh, I was playing. I was playing well in the first set. Um, unfortunately, I did a few a few mistakes. And uh, her, as a, as a great player, great champion, she noticed and she took advantage of it. But I was able to refocus and fight back for the second and the and in the third. I was just enjoying every moment of it. And um, honestly, the the crowd's been amazing. So thanks to them, I was able to win. <laughs> She is such a fighter. She views tennis as an art form. She'll take on Alina Svitolina next, John. Uh, what do you make of that matchup? That is a, a winnable match. You, you beat Naomi Osaka, four-time major champion. You beat Kerber, a four-time major champion. You get Svitolina? I think she can win that match. Svitolina is the, the bigger player, the more experienced player. But if she's doing that to Kerber, lefty on lefty, I think she's got a real chance to win. And I, I think we just need to pause. Canadian tennis. Yeah. Wow. It's like, uh, it's, like, it's like pineapple and pizza. You wouldn't think they went together. <laughs> but here we are Monday Some people Labor do not Day. think that goes together. We've by got the way. three Canadians that are playing deep into this tournament. And that was such a fun match to watch. And again, keep in mind, she beat Naomi Osaka to back that up with that kind of an effort. Again, so much different player, yeah. but also an accomplished player. Very impressive. I think the support also between the Canadians. We had Milos Raonic text, yeah. uh, tweeting out about yeah. Layla. You also had Felix talking about after how, how excited he is and how inspired he's been by watching Layla. What a great time for Canadians. We haven't been talking about Bianca, the mm -hmm. champion a couple of years ago. She's still in this tournament, too. She still hasn't lost a match in the U.S. <laughs> Open. So. Kind of defending champion. Yeah. yeah, three Canadians yeah. Uh, moving on. And once again, happy birthday to Layla Fernandez, turning 19 today. Incredible stuff. What a way to celebrate. Two years ago, Arena Sabalenka, Elisa Mertens, they teamed up to win the doubles title at the U.S. Open. Tried to pull that off for Instagram. In fact, they've won two majors together. Yesterday, John, they would meet for the eighth time in singles. Yeah, it was 5-2 it was Sabalenka going in. And uh, spoiler, it's now 6-2. This is our, our highest remaining seed. She's sort of fallen into these soft pockets of the schedule. She's fallen into uh, sort of some of the, the court assignments haven't been ideal for a second seed. It does not matter. This was not a lot of drama, a lot of... Power tennis, 22 winners. She broke her four times. Well, there were only eight service games for Mertens. This was a very nice match. This could have been tricky. There's an emotional relationship here. They've had great professional success, Steve, as you say, as doubles partners. This was all Sabalenka. And I ask you, Lindsay Davenport, why are we not talking about her more? Let's start. <laughs> Sabalenka taking care of business against Mertens. We were talking, Sabalenka can't make the second week at a major. Never made a quarterfinal. Gets to the semifinals at Wimbledon. How about this? Now 
into the quarterfinals. No issues there. Garbina Muguruza playing a fellow major winner for the second match in a row as Barbora Krejcika Valenzi continues her remarkable season in singles. Yeah, what a phenomenal job Krejcika did starting this match, taking the first set and then jumping out to a four-love lead in the second. But that is right when Muguruza started to get a little better. And all of a sudden, we started knowing, noticing Krejcikova not looking 100%, looking around, not playing the points quite as well. And she left the court at 5-6 down in the second set, a long off-court medical break. That did not please Muguruza, who then by this point noticed the slow play of Krejcikova, not happy with what was going on during the court, the match. Her team wasn't happy, but somehow Krejcikova pulled this off. But again, Muguruza not happy. Telling her so unprofessional there. Krejcikova, though, had to be helped off the court. It certainly became very scary very soon at the end of this match. Krejcikova did not do press, did not look well at the end. Somehow she pulled that out. Yeah, she said she was dizzy. Uh, you saw her being helped up. Didn't talk to anyone on the court. So Svitolina Fernandez, Krejcikova, Sabalenka. I mean, Krejcikova has won 29 of her past 32 matches. Has played absolutely incredible. John, were Muguruza's comments after warranted? Or is that just the heat of the moment? I, I think probably heat of the moment. I also think you need to consider a little context. I mean, this is a player who's coming off winning a major. This is not someone who's known necessarily for gamesmanship. I think pretty well-liked player in the locker room. You know, I, I think we, we give players a fairly wide berth. You know, you've, you've got all sorts of stressors going on. You say things you regret later, but you see her staggering off the court. I'm not sure it was unprofessional to take a break. Yeah, you have a player in Krejcikova. Yes, she just won the French Open, but all this is new territory for her. Playing on Arthur Ashe Stadium, singles, night match, being a favorite for a major. All of this, I think, sometimes can be overwhelming. We don't know if it was heat-related. We don't know if it was illness. We don't know if it was stress, but clearly she was not well out there. So for Muguruza, I think that is one of those in the heat of the moment. Mm -hmm. Trying so hard to get back into the match was there. She had three set points mm. after being yeah. down for love, didn't come through. I think it was a combination of also being frustrated how the match was going for herself. Barbora Krejcikova, to me, she's the story of 2021 in women's tennis. Fourth top ten win of the season. Let's take a look at our matches on Arthur Ashe Stadium today. Beginning with Zverev and Sinner and then, Lindsay, we've got Shelby Rogers, the last American woman remaining and Emma Raducanu. Second British woman to reach the last 16 at a major twice before turning 19, the other, Sue Barker. Yeah, I'm here for the Americans today. Love to see how Shelby Rogers is going to back up that big win over Ash Barty. Raducanu is the real deal. And for her, though, first match out on Arthur Ashe. Let's see how she handles that occasion. And Jensen Brooksby, just an amazing tournament. Round of 16, can he frustrate Novak? You think the crowd might like uh, rooting for a young American? <laughs> I think he's going to get some help. John, uh, over on Louis Armstrong and Grandstand, Ben. Fiontek, and then look there at the bottom on grandstand. Those are the, uh, the finalists of the last two majors. Pliskova has been to the final of the U.S. Open as well. How about Matteo Berrettini? Talk about a guy we perhaps should be uh, addressing a bit more. And then a, a pink bag alert, Riley Opelka against giant killer Lloyd Harris. Unapproved, Riley Opelka. <laughs> When we come back, the legend Billie Jean King joins us to discuss her new book. We are all in on that. You're watching TC Live at the U.S. Open. This channel live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money with Marcus by Goldman Sachs.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Steve, back with you on TC Live. Tennis.com, more than just a website. It is your home for the entire sport. Get breaking news, real-time match scores, player profiles, and more. Every day of the Open, Steve Tigner writes his three to see, and Kale Hammond makes his pick on Betting Central. Log on now, Tennis.com. What's it going to be like in New York? Check out Fox Weather with today's forecast. I'm meteorologist Nick Coaster, and here's your U.S. Open weather forecast. Well, there's a small chance for morning showers and flushing meadows, but it'll become a beautiful day. Expect sunshine and a high of 83. For more information, go to foxweather.com. Precise, personal, powerful Fox weather coming in October. All right, thanks so much, Nick. TC Live, of course, your U.S. Open pregame show all tournament long, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live match coverage begins at 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN2 today. That's at the top of the hour, followed by encore coverage all night long on Tennis Channel. When we come back, a special tribute to this U.S. Open champion on Military Appreciation Day. You don't want to miss it. And who better to welcome fans back to Arthur Ashe Stadium last Monday than Billie Jean King herself. The Hall of Famer won 13 U.S. Open titles in singles, doubles, and mixed and has her name on the entire USDA National Tennis Center in New York. She also has a new New York Times best-selling book titled All In. Serena Williams called it a story about the strength, growth, and greatness of one woman who fearlessly stood up to a culture trying to break her down. Well, it is always an honor and a privilege to be joined by Billie Jean King herself. Lindsay and Steve back with you on TC Live. Uh, Billie Jean King, it is great to see you. This is the highlight of our day. Uh, This new book, tell us more about it. Well, uh, hi, Lindsay. Hi, Steve. It's great to see you. Uh, The book took over four years to happen, so uh, I was exhausted from it. But I worked on it constantly, and of course, we had over probably about 900 pages. We had to get down to 400 and something. So um, it brought back a lot of memories. It was very hard to do because it brought back some painful memories as well. But then the joyful ones were fun. Like when Lindsay, for instance, played on the Fed Cup team or those, th- those were the exciting, you know, fun moments uh, for me. So, uh, but it was hard. It was hard. And then I had, you know, then I had to decide whether I'm going to read it, right? For the audiobook. Oh, that was fun. Like I kept going, nah, I'm not going to read. I'm no good. I can't do it. And then I went, oh, God, every time I listen to a book, I like to hear the author's voice. So I said, oh, come on, Billy, keep learning, keep learning. Let's go. What a wimp. Total wimp out. So, Billy, you are doing so much research for a number of years. We talked on the phone a couple of times, and I have to say, 
I was absolutely stunned when you told me your quote, pressure is a privilege, that you first said to me at a Fed Cup. I had no idea. I thought that was your mantra for like your whole no. life. I was so honored. <laughs> I can't believe that. Of course, uh, I was probably so nervous, but um, I, I, don't, I couldn't believe that when you told me that. Yeah, that, those two things, champions adjust and pressures of privilege, popped out of my mouth when you were on the team and we were and you were practicing. And you looked at me and you had to play Rancho Sanchez, Mario. <laughs> and she's tough. I mean, let's face it, Spain was always giving us fits. Uh, she and Katrina Martinez. And I just remember saying, come on, Lindsay, pressures of privilege and champions adjust. And you went, oh, okay. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It got us both in a much better mood. But that just came out of my, you know, just, I don't know where it came from. So, Billy, at this year's um, U.S. Open, we're kind of seeing maybe a changing of the guard where no Rafa, no Roger, no Serena. What do you make of this new generation, and how exciting has it been to be there in New York with the fans back and all the excitement there? Well, the fans back has made all the difference. I, they, you could just tell they've been yearning to have reasons to get excited and really you know, get behind the tennis. And, you know, this has been happening the last couple of years with the changing the guard. I've been through this a few generations now. And you always see it. You see the younger ones starting to come up and breaking through slowly. And you see the, the older ones starting to slow down a little or maybe injuries have gotten in the way. Uh, and it happens every about 10 years. And it's here to stay now. The younger ones are here. I mean, just look at the matches we had. I mean, last night, you know, with Felix and, and Francis going the distance. And I mean, I was up really late because of them. In the, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was fantastic, though. That just gives you one example. And then, I mean, look at Fernandez, the Canadian, you know, Layla. She's amazing. Yeah, it's it's her birthday today, so now no longer an 18-year-old. She's a 19-year-old last year of her, her teenage years. Of course, Billy, we do have Novak Djokovic, who's going for history. The Grand Slam this year hasn't been done since Steffi Groff in 88 on the men's side. More than 50 years. What do you think? Do you think he'll get it done? I thought he was going to win the Olympics, and he didn't. You know, sports is just you never know. It's very human. Uh, it's going to be a lot of pressure. The main thing is he's got to not think about it and just play one ball at a time if he can. I, I have talked to him a little, but he, uh, I think he's ready. The guy, you know, if you really listen to the interview he did and has keeps doing, uh, they, they, it's amazing how clear he is when he tells you why he is who he is. He is amazing. He's really smart. He's very observant. And the guy has... He, he tells you why. He pays the price in every way. Even his wife, they said, if you could describe one word about your husband, what would it be? And she said, stretch. I mean, it's hilarious. He's always stretching. He's always doing. But he really gets into the mental, emotional side as well. But the training, he's impeccable. So that's the reason he's paid the price. And also, he's got the perfect body for tennis. His balance is amazing. He runs well. He talked about why he's doing better. He said he's worked on placement on his serve, not necessarily power. And these are things that if you're a young child and you're in the game as a young person, you should really pay attention when champions like Djokovic uh, talk about why he's the best and why he is who he is. He's he's an amazing uh, person. So, Billy, this past summer, the original nine was inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame. What did that mean to you? It meant so much to me because 
uh, first of all, you know, I love team, uh, Lindsay. I love everything about team. I grew up in team sports. And there were nine of us that, that you know, signed a $1 contract with Gladys Hellman back in 1970. And the three reasons we did this, we're willing to give up our careers, really, for the future generations. And the three things are, if any girl born in this world, if she's good enough, would finally have a place to compete. And number two, that we'd be appreciated for our accomplishments, not only our looks. And number three, the most important one, because you have to remember our group came from amateur tennis as well. And the men did not want us, which was really disappointing me. I want us to be one association, everyone together. They did not want to. So we, we, we saw our careers going down the tubes. So um, we signed that $1 contract. And that really is the birth of women's professional tennis the way you know it today. And it's very relevant today because every time a woman gets a check, whether on the WTA tour or a major or a slam, as we call them now, um, that, that day, that moment in time, uh, is the reason they're getting the check. So I hope everybody will understand it. I think the more you know about history, the more you know about yourself. And more importantly, you know how to shape the future. That's why I want young people to know history. It's living. It's not dead. It's always living. We're making history right now. Every moment that ticks away. And I just hope that young people will use it as fuel to be better than ever. Uh, those are fantastic words. I learned some history this morning. Didn't know pressure is a privilege. Started with Lindsay. Now every <laughs> single tennis player, when they walk out to Arthur Ashe Stadium, they see that quote. Billie Jean King, uh, it is such a pleasure to catch up with you. Thanks for taking the time this morning. Stay safe Thank and you. healthy. I love Tennis Channel. I have it on all the time. Thank you so much. The book is all in, and we are all in on anything that has to do with the great Billie Jean King. Much more still to come here on TC Live. Dominic Team joins us to break down all of the fourth-round matches today. John Wertheim, you don't want to miss his stat of the day. The defending men's champion, Dominic Team, coming up. Don't go anywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. the rest of this year but hopes to return start of 2022 and for us we are lucky enough to have Dominic team with us on TC live at the U.S. Open this is uh, Dominic's second week with us you've been doing an absolutely incredible job Dami pleasure to have you with us but for those who are just joining us and uh, didn't see last week give us the latest what what's the latest with your wrist and the recovery hello everybody and yeah, I need to be in the in the splint for another two and a half, three weeks, and uh, then I gotta know more. But today, actually, I started to have uh, full fitness practice again because before, as there was so much time left, uh, I was just doing some running and then cycling by myself. And uh, since today, I'm back, sticking to a plan, and hopefully, be super fit once I'm able to play again. What's been the toughest part about the last few months and, and having to sit out and waiting to now to come back on tour? 
actually the the toughest part was um when when i got the injury it was not clear uh, if i could play the us open or not so i mean obviously there was a big goal or dream in my head that i can make it and uh then had a, a huge backdrop it it went not as i wished um it got a little bit worse and uh then it was actually easier because then everything was clear uh the season was done and uh then it was also mentally easier than if you never know what's going to happen and when you can start next so now there was a bottom line and i'm i'm out for the rest of 21 which is pretty sad of course but on the other hand i i have a clear plan um fitness plan and then hopefully um end of october beginning of november i can start to play and gonna hopefully have the best preparation possible and uh, full power into 22 we talk in sports a lot about about mental versus physical but but i imagine having an injury and rehabbing and being out takes a, a mental price on an athlete you talked about it earlier this year how are you holding up and what are you doing to sort of rehabilitate your spirits as well as your as your wrist I'm trying to see the the positive now I'm I mean not only the wrist but the whole body gets a break now uh, the the whole head as well gets a break now um the 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 tour is very demanding it's a week in week out travels jet lags uh, playing tough matches playing long matches it's, it's everything very difficult so I try to see it in a positive way I try to recover everything as much as i can and um i hope that i'm only in in half time in my career and try to recover as good as as possible for the second half of it and uh that's how i see it now in the beginning uh, was was difficult to see it that way but now it's easier and now i'm i'm way more positive than negative that's great to hear also great to hear that you're back to that fitness plan we we know you're going to be super fit uh one thing about you dami is that physical side, we know you're going to bring it. Let's get to some highlights from last night. And before this year, uh, Botik van de Zenschulp had only seen New York on TV, like the show Person of Interest. He is now a huge person of interest himself. How did he beat Diego Schwartzman? I didn't expect that one, but um, actually I, I also never saw van de Zenschulp before. And uh, I, I read that he was never even in the States before the US Open. So, I mean, it's an it's a unbelievable effort. And uh, also being two sets to love up, then uh, lose set three and four, and then um, beating him in the fifth, Diego, it's just a great effort. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I just can say congrats and even for a qualifier who had only five wins previously on the tour um such a such a big dream coming true and yeah we'll see what's coming next nearly matches his career earnings of $486,000 by reaching the quarterfinals uh the dutch qualifier going to face daniel medvedev dami uh, still hasn't dropped a set what stood out to you about his win against dan evans I thought that there might be some some difficulties for Daniel because um Dan Evans has a great slice and uh such a big variation in his game so I thought that he might hurt him but uh, once again it was just too solid from Daniel um in miss uh, like shots like that that's ridiculous it seems like he has he has the ball so clean and and great on the racket and um 
for me there are only only two players who can possibly beat him who are left in the draw. I was going to ask you about that, Dominic. A week ago, you said if anyone's beating Novak, he's your top pick. I don't know if you saw Evans yesterday said, look, I, I was pretty good. He was just great. I just can't play at that level. Any reason to uh, to back off that pick, or is Daniil still your, your best bet to take out Novak? Yeah, he's still my, my best pick, but, and potentially he has a little bit easier way to the finals. Um Facing Van der Sanchurb and then uh, Felix or Arcaras, while uh, Norde Brooks be potentially Berrettini, then Sasha, and then Daniel, which is a which is a very tough path. Um, so he might go a little bit fresher in a potential finals, but yeah, that's everything. Uh, future music, and uh, <laughs> he was he was playing great, and he's um, my my second favorite. Dominic says Botic's last name better than any broadcaster. So you already have that down. Fantastic stuff. The ridiculous shot by Daniil Medvedev. Uh, when we come back, we're going to break down some of today's matches with Dominic team as the men are looking to move on to the quarterfinals. And how about the 18-year-old from Great Britain? Emma Raducanu, second straight major round of 16, takes on Shelby Rogers later today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of men's matches there are some tournaments where this hovers at about two hours for perspective so a lot of long matches a lot of exciting matches yes granted a lot of bathroom breaks that add to that time of match <laughs> we, we've had 33 five setters on the men's side if we can get two more in the next i think it's 11 matches left we will have a new record I, i'm curious dominic we've heard players talk about the crowds and one round playing off of the next I, i'm sort of curious to Talk a bit about the personality of tournaments, because I've been interested how players are sort of referencing days prior as something that's built into the, this whole tournament. The characteristic of uh, U.S. Open, or yeah, exactly. What, uh, what what do you make of this event, and what do you make of the U.S. Open in particular? Um, yeah, I mean it's the not not last year, but usually it's the, by far the loudest event, and. Uh, the most stressful event in a positive and also in a negative way because um, you, you kind of never can reset your body and your mind because, I mean, you come from potentially a, a five-set match with a crazy great crowd. Uh, it was so loud and then you, you drive back uh, to Manhattan and you, you, you just change um, physio and then you go out for dinner in the city and there is another amazing energy. It's loud. There are so many people around. So... To uh, make it through two long weeks, it's an incredible job and uh, not, not many players can do it that well. Um, also me, I mean, I, I did it two weeks when there, when there was peace and everything on, <laughs> on site and in the hotel and I never saw Manhattan. 
but um, I think in, in normal two weeks like we have it this year, it's very, very stressful um, and, and so much energy in a negative, but even more in a positive way. That's what they say. New York, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Uh, let's break down some matches today, Dominic, starting with Sasha Zverev and Yannick Sinner taking a look at the Tennis Express head-to-head. Last meeting went to Zverev. First meeting went to Sinner. That was Roland Garros last year. Sasha's going for his 15th straight win. So what does Yannick have to do? What's the key for him to beat Sasha Zverev today? Um, to me, it's uh, I mean, Yannick has already, even though he's so young, uh, quite a lot of experience. And it's nothing new to him to play last 16 in a Grand Slam to play in big stadiums. Uh, he won Washington. He played finals in Miami. So it's it's great. But uh, Sasha is on such a hot streak. Um, 14 wins in a row. Um, he, he's serving amazing. So I think the key for Yannick is the return. But uh, still, I, I can't see him uh, winning this one tonight um, because just of the form of Sasha. Um, but still, it's, it's going to be an attractive and great match. Um, but I think for the better outcome of, of Sasha Zverev. The other match we want to ask you about is Matteo Berrettini and Oscar Ada facing off later today. What are the f- keys in that match? Berrettini is the favorite, definitely. But Oscar Ada, um, now it's seven match wins, um, including the qualifying. Um, if he can return well, um, I, th- I saw some matches of him. He's playing great from the from the baseline. So if he's putting some uh, great Berrettini serves back, it can be an open match. But uh, once again, Berrettini, he knows the situation. He knows how it is to go deep in a Grand Slam. So I guess that he's physically and mentally still fine. While for Oscar, it's a new situation. Uh, as I said before, New York, it's very stressful. So I think um, Matteo is going to make it. couple matchups of Germany against Italy. Uh, thanks for the Instagram story, Dominic, there at the Red Bull headquarters. Enjoy the rest of your day. That's our Daily Dose of Dami. Great to see you again. We'll see you tomorrow. Great to see you. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Dominic team joining us every day here on TC Live. There is who Dami was just talking about, Matteo Berrettini coming on site, looking for his third major quarterfinal of this year. Final thoughts when we come back. Back on TC Live at the U.S. Open, Lindsay, Steve, and John. We've got three Americans in action today. Shelby Rogers coming off a huge victory, huge comeback from 2-5 down in the third set. Takes on the 18-year-old Emma Raducanu, who has lost the fewest games so far on the women's side to this stage. How do you break it down, Lindsay? Well, how good has Emma Raducanu been this tournament? By the way, came through qualifying. Draw opened up a little bit when Jennifer Brady withdrew. She was Mm -hmm. supposed to play her first round. But still, these are legit wins. Cerebos Tormo, oh, I'm going to lose one game. So (laughs) it'll be interesting to see Shelby now coming back. After beating Ash Barty, different atmosphere late at night. We'll see the crowd. Shelby desperately wants that crowd behind her again. But whether it happens today for Raducanu or not, I mean, this is a player we're going to have to get used to talking about. We get to get used to talking about. I don't think she's dropped the fewest games because, as you say, 
She had to qualify. This is her seventh <laughs> match. So uh, congrats to her for fitness. Yeah, been doing a fantastic job. Another American in action. His bag is unapproved, but his game <laughs> is very much so approved. Riley Opelka, Lloyd Harris. Has yet to drop a set. And the occasion here, Riley Opelka playing well, playing a guy. He's, he's had the higher ranking. He's the favorite. It's Labor Day. It's the U.S. Open. Everything pointing to Riley Opelka. And we all talk about the serve, but the reach at the net, the mm-hmm. backhand, I mean, this is really a complete player. He's more than a serve in a bag. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that is true. Uh, how about Jensen Brooksby yeah. taking on Novak Djokovic? He does a little bit of everything. Is he going to frustrate the world number one? We'll see. I mean, Novak's so experienced in these situations. But what an amazing run for the American. No matter what, round of 16 to get the opportunity to play Novak. Everything is a learning experience at this age for him. But he has got game. He plays a very unconventional style. Novak, though, I mean, you got to figure he's going to be ready for it, but still, it'll be it'll be a fun atmosphere for Jensen. Watch the crowd. Yep, uh, it's been a factor. He would be the lowest ranked player to be a world number one at the U.S. Open since 1973. All the action coming your way. Top of the hour coverage starts on ESPN two at 11 a.m. Eastern. We will be back on TC Live tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern, and of course, encore coverage all night long right here on Tennis Channel. For Lindsay Davenport, John Wertheim, Dominic Team, Billy Jean King, our entire Tennis Channel family, I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks for joining us once again on TC Live.